I'd like to study a Pasuk with the Chevra. Different years, I, different times of our life, we tend to study the Torah with different Svarim, and different Rebbeim become, we tap into different Rebbeim. And there was a Tkufa in my life that the Sefer Shari Aaron, it's a beautiful Sefer on Chumash, he, he explains a lot, Chumash, Rashi, Onkelis, a lot of the classic Pirushim. It's a liquid Sefer. He's a Sefer that tends to bring from different sources. I liked it a lot for the way he clarified many Rashis, the way he lines up the Shita Sarashinim in different matters. Very, I, I appreciated the Sefer a lot. And there was a period that that was the Sefer I was like studying often on the Parsha. Something struck me. He, he explains a lot of words in the Torah, and he gives different, he brings you through a lot of the Chazal. He touches the Chazal and the main Pshatim and the Rishonim on words. I want to, something struck me that I want to share with you about the Torah in general. I'm going to read a Pasuk and bring it out from a Pasuk. Somehow studying the Sefer Shari Aaron, who brings you to Chazal on every single word, this thought occurred to me. I want to share it with you. So let's go through a Pasuk. I'm, I'm going to pick this Pasuk, Lamed Beis. You could do this on Kimat any... Not Kimat, you could do this on every Pasuk in the story of the Avais. But I'm going to do it on Pasuk Lamed Beis. Eliezer, it's last week's Parshas Chayasara. Tuesday, the rule is it's a Gemara and Gittin. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Yom Rishon, Yom Sheni, and Shlishi are considered Achrei Shabbos Haba, are considered Achrei Shabbos Haba, are considered last week. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, the next week, if I need justification to stay on Parshas Chayasara. But it says, Vayova Yish Habaisa. Eliezer comes to the house of Besuel, Vayiftach HaGemalim. And he opens up the Gemalim. It's Machlaikis Rishainim, what the word Vayiftach HaGemalim. I'm going to translate the Pshat that many Rishainim learn, Rashi brings, that he took the muzzles off the Gemalim. Avram Avinu had Gemalim, Eliezer brought camels with him to find the Shidduch for Yitzchak. Vayiftach HaGemalim. And he opened up the muzzles from the Gemalim. And the Torah writes, Vayiftach HaGemalim, this seemingly mundane task. Eliezer comes to the house of Besuel. He's on a mission for Hashem. And he opens up the Gemalim. He takes off. They're all muzzled. He takes off the muzzle. Now the Torah always records what's... It's not a history book. You don't find the Torah... It only records what's eternally relevant. The Torah is not written. It doesn't say, and Eliezer was sweating on that hot day as they traveled. It's not how it's written. It doesn't tell us a story. It records the war, what, what's relevant, Lanetzach. Everybody studies these words. It's not what was, it's what is. It records everything that's still true. That's a fact that's part of the world. Vayiftach HaGemalim is a fact. Now what is that Vayiftach HaGemalim that the Torah records? Eliezer opens up the muzzle. There's a line of Reb Miller. Reb Miller describes, it's saying something much deeper, the simple way like of, of us contemplating this. Reb Miller says, whenever the Torah tells us, like an act, a great one did, it says, Sarah Imenu was in the tent, Hine Ba'el. It's not telling us she one time was in the tent. It's telling us that Sarah was somebody who was a Tzanua. 
Hinei Ba'ayel is, it gives you a picture of one time to tell you who she was. Now, deeper yet, it's telling you about what a Sarah is. A Sarah is somebody, Hinei Ba'ayel. It's actually telling you what our mother, the aim of Claudius, well, what an Ima is, Hinei Ba'ayel. And that's how the Torah talks and teaches us. And it says, Eliezer, the student of Avram Avinu, comes, he takes the muzzle off the camel. And what the Torah is telling us about Eliezer is that Eliezer was extremely careful not to touch a penny of somebody else's. It's, it's, the animal is muzzled because they're worried. The animals, while he's walking the camels, the camels could, are, are, could just eat in somebody's grass. And Avram Avinu and his Talmidim were tremendously careful on Gezel. So the Torah is saying he opened the muzzle, says to us that the muzzle was always closed, it was muzzled, to the point when he came to a house, now he's Vayiftach HaGemalim. So we learn about the derech of Avram Avinu's Talmidim, Eliezer, that he was very, very careful that the, that the camels were muzzled. We always speak about the Asei Toiv of Avram Avinu, Avram Avinu's kindness, to give to other people is also to make sure not to touch the property of other people. And if you want to know in Avram Avinu's house and the Talmidim's Derech of Avram, they were tremendously Zahir on Gneva, not touching a dollar of somebody else's. That was the practice of Avram Avinu's Talmidim. Light, who was sent out of Avram Avinu's yeshiva, Light, who was dismissed, who wasn't allowed to be in Avram Avinu's yeshiva was because he didn't refuse to accept this practice. His camels were loosely grazing in other people's fields, and Avram Avinu said, you can't be here under those conditions. There was a price to be around Avram Avinu. The kindness of Avram is the Asei Toiv, the Sor Meira around Avram Avinu, the people around Avram. And the environment of Avram was extremely careful not to touch the possessions of other people. Another person's possession, extremely careful of another people's possession. It's interesting, there's, there's a game that's sometimes played in the world, there's a game called poker. I despise the game. In a deep, deep way, I despise that game. I despise it profoundly because the opposite of the world of Avram. Avram is a world of kindness, and Avram is a world of what can I do to give to another person. The responsibility, a desire to help and give, an expansiveness to care about the next person. And the game of poker is profoundly a taker's game. Why did I touch $10 in his pocket? What did I give him? It's two people each eyeing $10 in somebody else's pocket. Around Avram Avinu, the tremendous care not to touch what's his. Not to touch what's another person's. What's his belongs to him. The only way I ever take from another person is if I give something back in return. In the, around Avram Avinu, there was a tremendous hakbada. What's his belongs to him. What's his belongs to him. I don't touch it. Reb Dessler writes, people think business is like a football game. It's me against you. Who's going to win? There are people who have a mentality of business. It's like so crumb. They don't understand business. They think the way you support your family is you try to win some money. Like a gambling. If I get the 10, do I win or you win? 
There's no shaykhis to business. That's a warped mind. It's Reb Dessler describes in his country, said that the word of business is, is that I want to give to people and I'm allowed to get for it also. So I, pro- I provide a good share or any good service. If you need an accountant, you need a lawyer, you provide a good service, an excellent service. And when you provide that service, so then you get paid for it. That and only that is business. How, in what way can I give to the world? We all have our manners that we can give to the world. In what way can I give to the world? We all have a unique place and station to give, to assist, to help out. And from that place, my and each of us find within ourselves the place that we can give to the world. And at my station, I do it with sincerity, with authenticity, and from there I give. And I get paid for it, tremendous. I make good chairs for people, that's tremendous. We all need to sit, we're all sitting on a chair that somebody made. Business is to give people an excellent product and they pay you for it. That and only that is business. One day you own something. It's not like to give a guy a house and wink, wink, who's left holding nothing. Provide a wonderful service. Any job anybody here has in your life, ask if this is the service you want to bring to humanity. If you like the service and you're good at it, do an excellent job providing and get paid for the service you're giving. Make sure any job, anybody here, you feel you're providing a good service, outstanding service, and then get paid handsomely for the outstanding service you provide. In Avram Avinu's environment was an environment of giving to others. Of course, it was Rachuk from Gezel. They were tremendously zahir from not touching other people's things. And as such, the picture of Avram Avinu's people surrounding him, I'm very visual learner. The picture of the surrounding people of Avram is muzzled camels. It's a wonderful picture. And it says here, and the Torah wants us to know, Eliezer comes to base Besul, Vayiftach HaGemalim, he unmuzzles the camel. What that says to us, unmuzzled, oh, he, oh his, his animals were muzzled. He was extremely careful with somebody else's possessions. That's what it says about Avram Avinu. Somebody else's possessions, he was very, very careful. The Rambam brings very few examples of Ahavta Recha Kamaicha, very brief on his examples of loving another person, Ahavta Recha Kamaicha. And one thing the Rambam says is Chasal to be very careful with somebody else's money. Somebody else's thing, I'm very, very careful with somebody else's money. That's like Chasal I'm just, it's his money. I'm very careful. My picture of the muzzled of the muzzled camel in us, if you ever rent a car, I drive, I'm a pretty slow driver. If I ever rent a car, I drive much slower, because not my car. Because not my car. If you think of the mentality, this is distant from Talmidim of Avram. People drive a rent a car, and they do things they would never do to their car. You know, there's some new drivers here. When you drive a car, you never, you, when you switch, you stop completely. When you go from park to reverse, revert to park, complete stop. You hurt the transmission if you quickly shift gears without coming to a complete stop. You hurt the transmission a lot. You come to a full stop, then you put in reverse. A non-Talmud of Avram Avinu on a rent-a-car is less careful than his own car. That's not a student of Avram. A student of Avram and understand it and get in your bones 
When the Torah is madgish, a student of Avram has muzzled cows, has muzzled gemalim, it's saying something to us. Don't be a super literal guy. Understand it. It's saying they have a tremendous zahiris on Maman of Acherim. He's building a world of caring about other people. A world where a person cares about another person. There's Asay Toivs and Asur Meiraz. Such a world, they're careful about Maman Acherim. That's how such a world looks around Avram Avinu. He's building a whole culture, if you will, He's building a society, and there are rules to the society. The world of Avram is people who have muzzled camels. He opens the gamel, it was muzzled before. That's the visual of a world of Avram Avinu. People who are careful with others' money. In a world we are not careful with others' money, then you can't have the asay toiv of caring and doing for the others is contradicted. It takes a sore meira, I say toiv. The sore meira is muzzled camels around Avram Avinu. In our world, it would mean if you rent a car that you're much more careful. Your own car, maybe you'll drive 670. It's a rent a car. It might not go over 65. It's not my car. If I borrow a car, it's not my car. My own car, okay, it's my own. This is not mine. Maman shelacherim. Things go up. Other people's money, so I have to be more zahir. It's not mine. And that's the world of Avram Avinu. The incredible world surrounding Avram is people who have muzzled camels. They're worried. Shem, it's not even their fault. The camel takes a little, leans over and eats in somebody else's grass. But it, things in their responsibility, their camels are muzzled. They don't touch the thing of others. Then we continue on in the Pasuk. We're going to assume it's Machloik's Rishonim again, but, but we'll learn like the Rishonim that it means Eliezer gave Tevin Umispoy Lagmalim. And it's, it's a Shiloh. Who opened the, it's a Shiloh who opened, who did this? By somebody gave Tevin or Mispah Lagmalim, it's a Shaila who it was, but they fed the Gemalim. It's a Shaila if Eliezer fed his own Gemalim off the house of Besuel, fed the Gemalim, but they fed his camels. But it says first they fed the animals. In the next Pasuk, it says, they gave Eliezer to eat. So the Psukim Amivur, they fed Eliezer's animals, then they fed Eliezer. This is the Gemara in Gittin. It's a Gemara Bracha Stafmem. It's a Gemara Gittin as well. That the halacha is that you're mechoyev to feed your animal before a person sits down to eat. He's mechoyev to feed his animal. It's learned from Psukim in Kriyashma. It's learned from Psukim in Kriyashma. In Kriyashma we say, the Psukim in Kriyashma describe, Hashem says, that if you, if you do the will of Hashem, Hashem says there'll be good rains, different types of rains, you'll have a lot of food, I'll put grass in the fields for your animals, and you will eat and you will be satisfied. So it first says your animals are going to have food, then it says you'll have food. Says the Gemara in Baruch Staff Mem, a person's mechoyiv to feed his animals before he eats. Halacha. 
It's a Gemara daf mem in brachis, a Gemara in getting our mesechta, that a person before they, if they have a dog, before they eat, they have to feed their dog. First, that's the halacha, based on Pesukim Kriyashma. That's interesting. That's very, you heard that? That's very interesting. Yehuda says maybe it's only if the animal's of service to you. It's a very good question if you have a hamster. I, I cleared this, Yehuda. If you have a hamster, I used to have a hamster. I had a rabbit. Yehuda says this halacha, that you have to feed the animals first before you eat, is only if they're a service type of animal. Another type of animal, there's no such thing. I'm, I'm going to look that up. Fascinating, Yehuda. Did anybody else hear that before? I'm fascinated. That could be true. It's interesting. It's, so here, a gummel certainly was a service. Even if Yehuda's right, he might be right. It's a good Shiloh. Here, Eliezer arranged whether he was the one who did it or based the soil, but his animal was fed before him in keeping with the halacha that a person's chayiv to feed their animals before they eat. That's the halacha. If you bothered by earlier, Rivka Imenu offers Eliezer to drink before the animals, that's a mm. very good kasha. The Archaim HaKadosh asks your kasha. That had it Rivka feed the animal before him, the Archaim says he was walking in the desert. And, and, and Eliezer was thirsty, parched. Of course, first drink a little, unparch your lips, then give the animal, then finish the rest. He's medayik in the psukim. By the animals, it says they drank adam kilulishtais. They drank their whole firmness. Eliezer got a little drink just to, just to push it, not, you know, not get rid of the tsar if he's walking in the desert. Then they fed the animals. Lemaisa, the rule is before somebody sits down to eat, to feed your animals first. So here it says, Eliezer's gemalim were fed first. Then afterwards, of course, they gave Eliezer to eat. That's a great question. That's a great question. Johnny asks if you have guests and you have your animal, should you feed the guests? That's a very good question. Someone at Taina, the Rishonim who say by Rifki Menu fed Eliezer first, that Eliezer really, Avad has to feed his animal before him, but Rifki Menu should feed him first. The Rishonim who say that. That's a very good Shaila, Johnny, which one you do. The Pashta says the animals are first. That before a person has his Suda, the animals first. All the Rishonim who don't answer that by Eliezer clearly held even feeding somebody else, the animals are first. Here it does look that way because they're feeding Eliezer and yet they fed the, him the animals first. First the animals and then you take care of the people by Yusam Lufan of Lechel. So we just learned the Pasuk Lamed Beis. In the Pasuk, we saw different halachas. If you literally, we can continue on. If you use certain svarim, you'll notice this. The, this specific sefer, if you want to see Shari Aaron, on every word of his, every word of his journey, every action, we learn halachas. Dinim are nageya, each action. And certainly it speaks to us about the Torah. It speaks to us about the Torah and each, the importance of every sentence in the Torah, every word. If you ever just are reading Torah and not seeing things, look at the Shari Aaron or a number of other Svarim and you'll see how much it speaks about the amazingness of Torah that in every single word there's something to learn. The Torah is, of course, important and the Torah is true like that, that there are halachas and dinim and anhagas to learn from every word. But there's something else I want to share that, you, that, that, that I believe is, you could see here. In the activities of people, 
that are that are that are following here. Eliezer is following the shlichus of Avram. In the act, and in each activity, we learn hanhagais and halachais. In a person following the Ratzon Hashem, each activity is important. The fact that we're learning dinim and seeing practical lessons in all the activities of Eliezer is the lesson of a person who's living al pi Hashem, a person who's following the mission. Even in the people who respond to Eliezer, some are in Eliezer's activity and all the activities surrounding Eliezer are tied and we learn halachas because each activity is important. The very activity is a din. The very activity is feeding an animal that there's halacha there and it's hash, that there's the Torah guiding it says to me about the importance of the activities of one who's being a loyalist, Hashem. Don't minimize any activity of a loyalist, Hashem. This, I, I want to frame it like this. I want to tell you something interesting. Guys in yeshiva will say they're bored. A guy will say, I'm bored, and he needs activities in his day. He wants, he wants to have meaning. A guy starts going to write with Snicky Shear. He goes to write with Snicky Shear. So let's say he goes a half hour. That's how much he can sit. He goes for a half hour. I always, in my mind, I think, and this, is, and this is what I'm seeing from the Torah. Do you know because he went to a half hour of Shear, probably about six, about many, many hours, maybe you could, you could stretch this to the whole day, but his day just became important. His day became full of mitzvahs. I want to explain it. When that guy, before he goes to Shear, he gets some breakfast. Now his breakfast, is, he needs kayach. It's hard to sit and Shear. And he needs kayak to sit and shear, to go to Rabbi with snicky shear. I'm not stretching or exaggerating a stitch. The guy's eating breakfast. I, you know how many guys in the dining room are there, he wakes up whatever time, and he's eating breakfast before I was snicky shear. The breakfast is very holy. The halachas he can learn from that breakfast. It's the breakfast before he goes, he can ask a guy. He says, I'm running to shear, and he's getting some food to sit and shear. He needs to focus, he can't go hungry. He's not going to listen to the Rebbe's tire very well. So he needs to eat first. He needs to eat so this way he can focus. His breakfast is kaidish, is holy. His breakfast, a big breakfast, very, very important. He sits there 40, even an hour, he schmooze a little. He's getting ready for shear. It's a very serious, godly breakfast. Then he goes to shear 40 minutes. He's wiped a half hour. He listens. He spoke up. He argues. He walks out with something. He goes to lunch. His lunch is very holy. It's the lunch of a guy who just went to shear. He now goes to lunch and he rests up. He works out in the afternoon. He's a guy who has right with snicky shear. And he, needs, he works out. He's preparing. He gets a night's sleep. Six hours became godly from going to shear. In a real practical sense, he now is on a mission. He now is doing important things. The achana is important. The post, the pregame is important. The postgame is important. The sleep is important. Each activity is part of this picture. That is the deeper picture of every Eved Hashem. Of every Eved Hashem, all the details of, of, the, of his life, all the activities that revolve around his life matter.
it's easier to see on a guy who's building something. What I just explained is the true story of any person in their life. It's the true story of all the 24 hours. Somebody who's building his life around all the important things and puts each thing in their place, all the things are, are kaidish. And when we read the Torah and you're reading Eliezer's walking, coming, feeding the animals, it's all in the Torah and we learn halachas and it all is Torah. The fact that Vayiftach is in the Torah, it's not just we're here studying and learning a halacha, it's Torah, Vayiftach HaGemalim. And it's Torah because Eliezer is following the Shlichos of Avram Avinu going to find an Isha for Rifke Menu. All the activities that are involved in that are Torah. And all the activities are eternally important because they're involved in Eliezer doing a shlichos. It's a mitzvah to, 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 it's a mitzvah to find a wife. He is the shliach to find a wife for Yitzchak Avinu. As such, all his activities are eternally important. So when we're sitting here studying how he opens the camels, learning from non-huggers, it's all Tyra. You know why it's all Tyra? Because he's on a shlichus to serve Hashem. He's on a shlichus to find a shidduch for Yitzchak. This is a reality of people's lives when they're living with each thing in its place, in its spot, neatly designed. All the activities become holy. There's no mundane in such a life. There's no, nothing's just, that, well, you just do it. That breakfast, the, I love watching the breakfast of the guy who's going to ride with Snicky Shear. He didn't change a half hour when he's committed to Shear. His breakfast is a very serious breakfast. That's Tyra. Because you're eating a breakfast before Shear. A guy, a guy he, he's saying it. He's energized. All of a sudden, he has a holy breakfast. The breakfast of a guy who's eating breakfast before he goes to share. The lunch of a guy who just finished share and is now and now and now learning and now eating a lunch. The workout of a guy who went to share in the morning. The the, the studying the Torah and hearing halachos and dinim and anhagos in each activity. You're studying Torah and all the activities of Eliezer. What he's doing on the shleichos. They're all kaidish. They're all important. They're all eternal. It almost is a semen to all the, the, the dinim and the details of all those tasks. They're important tasks. The behavior of somebody who knows this would be different. If a guy chaps this, that his breakfast is a big time breakfast. It's a serious breakfast. There are people who study. I have seen Revar and David sitting by breakfast. Now he happens to learn by breakfast. It's a picture. Revar and David stacks up some things of bread. It's a very simplistic breakfast. He has a couple of pink. Have anybody here ever seen it? A few things of bread. People happen to talk Tyratim. They're halachas. You have to be careful not to talk while you're eating. I have seen guys, I have to work on this better. It's not such derech I have eaten with Bachram and I just want to get in time to talk. I have to be more careful. You're not supposed to talk and eat. Guys, I see guys sit with such derech and I'm fressing. I have to be better with that. I have to learn from the derech of the chevra. But that all of a sudden, that picture of Aaron David's breakfast I always like, that's Tyra. He's sitting down. He's eating a breakfast. Each, there's no mundane in such a life. There's no... A rav got up. A rav got up. At my, my, brother, my brother just married off. He had the last Shavarach, last two nights ago. He married off a son. So a rav got up who wasn't character. My brother works. 
My brother works. My brother learns. My brother works and learns. And a Rav got up in a city of a lot of people, a big Masmidim, and he said he's the Pe'er, he's the glory of the city. He said it about my brother publicly. He doesn't talk like this, the Rav. He said he's the glory of the city. That was his Lushen. He said, I'm not looking how many hours you learn, how many hours you work. He said it strongly. It's a Marsha. It happens to be a Marsha. The Marsha expresses what I'm expressing. The Marsha says exactly what I'm saying. But he says it's not counted how many hours you learn this amount. He said that the tire is his kveus. Now, a guy can then go to work. Okay, this doesn't matter to me. It's not what it's saying. The work matters a lot. My brother fixes things and builds things. He has his station where he loyally serves Hashem. His work is in the right place. And the work is chashuv. The work counts and matters. And their halachas learned from the work. Their halachas about how to do the work. Each detail matters. In a Torah that's so brief, the way the Torah records, and the Rishonim, the Chazal speak about this, the way the Torah records the Shlichas of Eliezer, you hear the story twice, because it says everything Eliezer did, and then it says Eliezer repeating over the story, it doesn't just say etc., ditto. It repeats over everything Eliezer did, and the lesson of the one who's doing the Shlichas of Avram, and the people that are doing the shlichus of Hashem, all the activities matter. All the activities are part of Kaidish. They're all part of something. They all count. I have this picture in yeshiva. It matters to me a lot. I, I like teaching the janitors about the yeshiva as much as I can. And I've instructed Srili Kader to tell every janitor. You can ask Srili, teach them about the yeshiva. I want the sweeping to be holy. Every activity that's in the context of a place designed for people to grow close to Hashem is Kaidish. There is no chayl in a world of people growing close to Hashem. So in the, the, the people sweeping the yeshiva, that's Kaidish, because you need, you need a swept place. So they should know about it. I want them to have as, as much kavana as they can. As much kavana. And I ask really cater in a serious way, teach them. They should know about the yeshiva, what we're doing. Alan and I, I've spoken to many, many times to explain the yeshiva. We do have a lot of new workers. I can't say there's always time, but I've asked the people who are responsible to please share with them because there's no kaidesh, there's no chayl in a world that things are done for the, in the place they're supposed to be. That's kaidesh. There's no chayl in the gym. There's no chayl in any activity that's connected to a world that's meant to, 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 to complete the shlichus of Hashem. There is no chayl in that context. And to hear the story of Eliezer and to see, to, it, it drives it home to see and as he's leading the camels. He's feeding the animals. Does it get more choil than that if we were there? It's like, this is like, he's feeding the animals and their halachas that we're learning for eternity from them. Now it's true, there are dinim how to feed the animals, but the very activity of feeding the animals, you're studying Torah. There's Torah there too, because it's all kaidish. It's in the context, in its right place in its right time, and as such, each activity is holy and important. People who understand this in our own lives, it's easier to see on the 10th grader, it's true in your life and my life. 
When you understand it, you live different, you take it differently. A guy would literally be nervous of his own breakfast if he understood it. Now we have all different atzayets, so because we're always, a guy like me, I'm always running late, always, and, and then we have inner voices that say, oh, you're late again. We forget each activity has, is, is very precious and important. A guy sitting down to lunch, that's a very serious activity in the context of what he's doing. It's the lunch before a second Seder. It's the lunch before a mincha. Each activity, when you study the Torah, this, this hits me. When I study the Torah and I hear about the greats of the Torah feeding their camels, then I learn a halacha from there. It's striking to me that it's all Torah. I'm, I'm reading about Eliezer like, we get so from, we forget what's happening yet. To me, I'm reading a Pasuk, hello, you're studying Eliezer, feed his camel. That was Torah. It's because of this, I get very nervous from the word spirituality. I like spiritual people. There are people who, spiritual people, but I get nervous because in the mundane there's spirituality. There's service of Hashem, there's halachas, there's eternity, that's Torah. Eliezer's feeding his camel and I'm studying it. You and I are reading Eliezer, you picture the man, that strong man, chiseled Eliezer, picks up water, feeds the camel and you and I are studying that. And, and, and each word reading about that, the camel comes in and he opens the camel and I study it and learn about Avram's society and I'm changed and it's all part of Torah. The life of service, the physical activities of such a life are Torah and are eternal and matter and are Kaidish and are all part of this picture of Kaidish, the physical activities. When you see any person any person is working and has things in their place. He's working to support his family. The work is not, it's true. A person could say, we're cursed to work by Hashem. Why is there work? The mitzvah that we have is that every single man gets married and he supports his family. That's a world. And in the context of his life, his work is very precious. If a person understood this, the way he would treat the seriousness to his acts of working... I picture my brother banging the nails. There's such holiness there of his act, physical activities. There's tremendous holiness. There's tire in all the activities, and he knows it. And he knows it and takes it very seriously. He's Mekadashem Shemaim in that place. And, there's, and from all the activities have value and preciousness. That's, that's, that, it's easiest. I could see it here when I study the activities of Eliezer. And I love witnessing in the 10th grade who starts going to shear. And you watch him get breakfast. And look, go around by breakfast. Ask, uh, what, what's, what are you doing? He said, tell you, I'm eating before I zone shear. It's a different thing. His day changes, life change. Things like took on, there's like meaning and purpose. To his eating, to, the, to, to untying the gemalim, to bending down and feeding the gemalim. We get so from and so used to Torah, we forget what we're studying. You're studying Eliezer, a man, bending down and he's feeding his gemalim. That's also Torah.
There are times, I, I, I'm going to give an example, but like just to bring out what I'm saying, one day you're all going to be, you're going to be ahead of a mishpacha. Yom Kippur brings this out. You're going to go to shul Yom Kippur. My friend is here for this week. It's a schos. I do want to say this. It's a schos. I have a childhood friend. We were close friends, a classmate. And he's somebody who's a Ben Tyre. He's a Ben Tyre. He's somebody, I speak about my brother. There's a person who's a Ben Tyre in a sincere, authentic way. His commitment, I was to spend the Pesach together this past Pesach. And we rebanded. We were classmates and just a very, very precious person. Michal's in Yeshiva. My friend, Reb Dov Kunzler, is in Yeshiva. I just want to describe this. There's a person. A lot of people are off around Thanksgiving. People take off. Here's a person that has some off. He came to Yeshiva to learn for a couple of days. It's off time. Came to his son's Yeshiva to park and learn. I appreciate that a lot. I want to thank him for being here. Reb Dave will relate, and one day every guy here will relate. You'll go off to Shul Yom Kippur. And many, many years I went off to Shul Yom Kippur, and my wife was home with a little child. And you're being home, I'm sitting in shul, the beautiful tunes and all that's going on in shul. And my wife's home with children. And certainly, I, before I was Rav, I made a big point. I would come home during Yom Kippur and take the children and send my wife to shul because I thought it's important for her to be in shul as well. Her prayers are probably stronger than mine. I, every suspicion is such. And, and the, I want her prayers too. So I would send her to shul and I would take the kids. Once I became a rav, so then I can't do that. I'm, I'm, I'm paid for a job and I have to do the job. I can't just leave in middle. So I'm sitting at shul and my wife's with a kid. The kid's playing with blocks, playing with whatever they're playing. And I've told my wife many years and I want her to hear this. And this is where like the word spirituality I said to her, both of us by Musaf, the heart of davening, we're going to read the Avaidah. It's my favorite part of the whole davening. Besides Ne'ilah, my favorite part of Musaf is the Avaidah of the Kayin Gadol. And we're going to read the Avaidah of the Kayin Gadol. And I asked her, Yom Kippur, we're both serving Hashem. And we're both thinking at the heart of our Shemayinestri is about the Kayin Gadol. I said, when you're changing a diaper and I'm sitting in shul davening, who looked more like the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur? He said, the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur was sitting there mixing blood. He was mixing blood. It shouldn't be memaris. It shouldn't get congealed. And he's mixing the dam. He said, you changing a child and taking care, you're being physical. You look more like the Kayin Gadol on Yom Kippur than me swaying in shul. Understand that in the physical, in the physical activities, there's loyalty and service of Hashem. There's tremendous service of Hashem in the physical activities. It's true, it's a physical activity. You're taking care of the child. The, the Kain Gadol on Yom Kippur, tremendous machshavis, of course. He was involved much of the day shechting an animal. Blood spritzed out, mixing the dam. I, told, I, I, I try to tell my wife, in the physical activities, you're the kind Gadol, visualize you're the kind Gadol on Yom Kippur. And you're doing actions, activities with loyalty to Hashem, raising children, what for? So they could serve Hashem weiter. Giving to children, taking care of Hashem's children. Your activities, your physical activities are very, very holy. I dare say they more mirror the kind Gadol than me swaying in shul. You're more like the kind Gadol. So this point of, of, the, of the importance and seriousness of all our activities, it's interesting, you want people when they work to be honest at work. 
and you could give a guy musr, be honest at work, I think if a guy understood what work is, he'd end up being more honest. I'm not saying make it holy by being honest. You can keep a halacha. I, when I was younger, I looked at it that way. At works, a chance, don't cheat, and then you insert Kaidish. It's not the truth. The guy who knows that he's at breakfast, that's a holy breakfast, will make more brachas better. The making the bracha is not what makes it holy. What makes it holy is you're eating a breakfast before you go to ride with Snicky Shear. That's holy by its nature. Of course, a guy who's doing an activity that's very important, of course, is more careful with the activity because he values. What makes my brothers work holy, what makes Rav Daiv work holy is because they're B'nai Taira, they're sincere servants of Hashem. Things are in their right place. That by its nature is holy. Eliezer, I don't need that he keeps the halacha to make it Taira. If I care, because it's Taira, I learn halachas. It's holy because it's the context of somebody who's doing shlichus of Abraham Avinu. Our activities are holy by way of somebody who's a loyalist to Hashem doing the things that they're supposed to do. That's why it's holy. When you know that, of course you're more careful. And of course, the rich get richer. The holiness becomes, the holiness is done, reflects. Rev. Aaron David learns by breakfast. It's not the learning that makes his breakfast holy. His breakfast is holy because it's holy. And of course, a holy breakfast. He learns at breakfast. It would follow that he learns at breakfast. It would follow that you make the right brachas. Of course, if you're doing a precious activity, the precious activity is valued and appreciated and done in the way that reflects that you know what this activity is. I think a guy would be more honest at work if he knew how precious his work is. If he knew that the work of somebody who's, who has a seder, who has a family, who's serving Hashem, and this is one of the things in context of a servant of Hashem, that person, his honesty is not what makes his work holy. His work's holy, say so he's honest, the work's precious, he's very careful. And he, the guy's careful with his esrug. His care with his esrug is not what makes the mitzvah of esrug holy. The esrug's holy, say so make sure to hit her mitzvah to do a beautiful esrug. Something that's important, of course, you have a beautiful esrug. The guy, it's a much, I want you one day to be honest at work. And to be like Avram Avinu, who's gemalim, vayiftach ha-gemalim, they're so careful. The very fact that work is chashuv would make you more careful. You have an esrog, you don't want a, a, a bad esrog. The esrog is precious. You recognize this activity is important. And as such, you have a pure and clean and good esrog. Your whole relationship to this activity is, is impressive. The guy sitting in Shear has a certain relationship to Shear because he knows this is serious. This counts. We're sitting here now. Guys are very quiet, well-behaved, because as a sense, we're learning Hashem's Torah. We're studying Chumash, and we're studying things that are relevant to our life. This is serious. I ask guys, take off your coats. This is serious. The guy would hop on his breakfast, this is serious. Of course this is serious, because this is in context of the day of the life of a servant of Hashem. His breakfast is very serious. All the activities contain, mainly he would have a certain, he wants his breakfast to be a certain, because it's a serious activity, it matters. Mimela, his brachas will be stronger. Mimela, the guy, so it's not, the fact that he doesn't cheat, certainly the fact that you're observing mitzvahs at work is big. 
the very work is precious, and a guy who has precious work, he doesn't want to taint, much like I don't want to taint my shaking of the Esser with impurities, I want it to be beautiful, I don't want to taint my work with Geneva. It's an activity of a servant of Hashem. Eliezer travels and has his gemalim fully muzzled. It's a holy activity. So then the picture is a tremendous zahiris during this activity because the activity matters. And we're studying here this like mundane journey of Eliezer. He's going, he's opening the, he r- arrives in the house tired and I'm like studying this, this is Tyra. Of course it's Tyra. Because Bishlicho Shalav Ramavinu. Of course it starts, Bishlicho Shal Hashem. I'm doing a mission. I'm on my way to something. Of course it's Kaidash. I'm very moved. When I see this with youngsters in yeshiva, I'm not moved about him. I need to see something unusual. I'm moved about me and you. When I watch a guy in 10th grade, the breakfast of the 10th grader is like phenomenal. You see a change. You like get a picture of his day. The football, the basketball game at night of the tenth grader is different. He's in. He has a whole day built around something. If you ask him, he's a right with Snicky guy. He's talking. He's engaged. He has, and he's built it. He's built something around it. I, I, I need. A, I need a sleep. His sleep is precious. Of that. That's what I see in studying the Torah. I see in all the halachas that emerge from Eliezer's journey and all the other travels of the greats, all the, it's even other people's activities to them. Somebody asked me, we learned the bracha, and Raifarkas I spoke to this morning, the bracha that we make to a chasna kal, we learned from Rishon. And very much interests me that the activities of the Rishon, we have halachas, even the Magan Avram, it says they placed in front of Eliezer food, and I learned halacha is about that you, you should feed guests. Don't ask, are you hungry? When you have guests, we learn, because they didn't ask Eliezer, are you hungry? Now this is Besuel, it's the Harasha. And I learned chesed from Besuel. So I want to say to that, that the tzaddik makes, even the tzaddik makes every activity relevant, even the ones who deal with the tzaddik. There's a line of chazal, nivra oilam el shalzu. The whole world was created for the involvement of this guy. All of us learned the Chazal that the rocks fought to be under Yaakov Avinu's head. What Chazal are saying to us is that Tzaddik lies on an inanimate item. It makes that inanimate item eternal. Now he's Nagea for eternity. The Tzaddik lied his head on it. The Risham who dealt with the Tzaddikim, it's Tyra also because they were dealing with the person who was Isaac and the Shlichus. Everything becomes relevant. You know, it says Avram Avinu walked over Eretz Yisrael and was kind Eretz Yisrael. The tzaddik goes to a bank. The bank just became eternal because the bank teller didn't transition with the tzaddik who's going to ride with Snicky Shear. The bank teller is eternal now because he's involved in a world of service of Hashem of eternity. The bank teller is eternal. The fact that we study and learn Allah is from the Rishayim dealing with the Tzaddikim because they're dealing with, with the service of Hashem. That's eternal too. Everything becomes in their footsteps. They're, you know, there are people who do all sorts of things when they go places. There are people when they go places destroy and people build. The Tzaddik is an eternity machine. He's spraying eternity. He walks into a supermarket and the teller, the, the, the cashier becomes eternal because the cashier is now dealing with the tzaddik who's on his way to Raiwasnik Yishir. The cashier is involved in eternity.
Of course, he, he's an eternity machine. The whole world was created for the involvement. And as such, we study halachas, and forever we're keeping halachas of Besua, what he said to Rivka Imenu, the bracha. This Russia gave a bracha to Rivka, Tyra. And forever at Chasnas, we say in Achiseinu, Atayil, Alfei Revava, V'yerash Zarech Eshar Oyevav. We say it to the Kali, you know why? Because Yenna Russia said it to the Kali. Yenna Russia had an Osiris to say a bracha. He calls out to his sister, he probably liked her. He called out to his sister a bracha. And forever we're making that bracha. You know what that says to me? Wow. There was a tzedkos. And so the Russia touched the, the Russia has his Cyrus to say a bracha. So he got eternity. So in, in that, he got eternity also. The tzaddik is an eternity machine. And forever in the tzaddik's maisa, the Russia who, who like said something nice to his sister, he had a Cyrus. So he liked his sister. That's what the Russia. Do you know we make that bracha forever? We say what the Russia said. Why are we saying what the Russia said? He's the Harasha. Because what do you mean? He, Eliezer, was doing the shalichas of Avraham Avinu, was finding a shit of Yitzchak. And the brother of this Rush, the brother of this Adekas, who was a Russia, got excited and said a bracha to his sister. That's eternity. That's what the tzaddik does. Eliezer is involved in shlichus of Hashem. So then the Russia in that picture says a bracha. So boom, it becomes eternity. It's no different than the, than the teller. In Olam Abba, you're going to see people, you're going to see tellers, bank tellers. You're going to see people that work at registers of shop rights and places. Of course, it's obvious. You know why? Because some tzaddik on the way to ride with Snicky Shear went there and got a coffee, got an iced coffee. So beside that, you're an eternity machine. Now somebody was there. So Vada, that's part of the mice of eternity. We learn halachas from that too. That's all, that's what happens, that's what, we're, that's what becomes of sincerity, of authentic service, is an eternity machine. And each thing that's involved, of course, that's like Nivra Ha'olam El Litzav The whole world was created for the involvement of one who's serving Hashem. And by the way, the, the, I, I'm not even, that person who's at ShopRite could be somebody who's serving Hashem and doing their role. And by the way, they'll become somebody who bought a cider from them and bought it to do a Is also, the shopkeeper also could be an eternity machine. It's not, nobody has a monopoly on being an eternity machine. If that person serving Hashem in context is a tzaddik at ShopRite, so then somebody buys from them. You're also part of Torah. That's, you're an eternity machine, the servant of Hashem. That's what you are. Eliezer following the Shlichus of Avram, and all of a sudden I learn halachas from how they feed Eliezer. They're Risham, of course. Yeah, it's true they're Risham, but they're serving at Tzaddik, and it's Tyre, and we learn halachas from them. We learn halachas, Hilchus Derech Eretz, from there. All the activities surrounding the service of Hashem, so it's Pashat, each place they are becomes important, becomes serious. If the person serving in Eliezer doesn't chap this, that it's very serious. Joro chaps this. In a deep way, he was the cook last year. He chapped. He's serving the chevra, so he was. He took it very seriously. I want the janitor to chap. You're sweeping the floor of guys who are becoming from. It's very serious. I once watched, I was once watching in yeshiva. I was watching people. It was a big snowstorm. And somebody, when, we, when, we, when the yeshiva was in Waterbury, and somebody was working hard, taking off the snow off the parking spots. 
and at the time I wondered if they had kavana. If they had kavana l'shem shemaim. That's what I wondered at the time. Did they have kavana l'shem shemaim? And I thought if they just have a little kavana, they got oil on my They're doing chesed crazy. They're cleaning the snow so people can spot. So I was wondering if they had kavana. There's a mice, Rav Elulapian walked into Kfar Hasidim, interrupted for a seder, which was very uncharacteristic. He clapped and stopped for a seder. He met two people building roads. He felt one guy had kavana. He asked them to explain what they were doing. And one guy said, I build roads to help people travel. And one guy cursed him out. And he said, look, here are two people killing themselves. One's acquiring Olam They're building roads so people can travel. The guy's mamish eternity. And one guy cursed me out. He doesn't have the right kavana. He said, just have the right kavana. That's Rebbe Lapian interrupted first Seidim, Kfar Chassidim, true story. What I think today, so then I thought when the guy was like doing the, the, the snow, cleaning the shnei away from the parks, so then I thought, does he have kavana? Today I wonder, does he take it seriously enough? The guy should dress up. He should wear a tuxedo. Do you have that you're, you, 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 you're taking snow away from a place that people are... You, the seriousness... I'm not talking about mitzvah. Does he have the importance of his activity? You're wild. The guy who's doing the road is not stam. You're doing a mitzvah. You're doing. People are traveling. People are going to work. People. The Eved Hashem is going somewhere. You're involved. He would take it so seriously. There would be a sincerity. He would be humming such a cool tune if he chap. If he chap, what's happening? He'd be humming the best tune in the world, Johnny. You know what I mean? And it's shayich. It's shayich to, to hum that tune. The guy who's doing the road would be full of such a chaos. Understand, I'm making the road, I'm, I'm involved in this vart. He would do it with such a chaos. We're here studying about the people serving Eliezer. The question of their lives is do they have? Are they chapping are they that, that, that it's Tyra, that them serving Eliezer is Tyra? Are they chapping? And that's the question of our lives to be there and to chap it to be there and to appreciate it. That all the activities surrounding, all the activities surrounding loyalty, Akkadish, are very, very holy and should reflect as such a sincerity and a seriousness with all the activities. You know, there are people, I, I, I appreciate a lot, Rev Ezi is such a year, there are people like who, who, big day Shabbos, we show honor to Shabbos. There are people, Rosh we are a special garment, they show honor to Rosh I appreciate that a lot. If we would reflect on all different activities, a guy would dress up for lunch. And again, I'm not saying he should wear those big day Shabbos. There are reasons what he wants to say is Shabbos and designate Shabbos. They're clothing only for Shabbos. They're clothing only for Rosh there would be clothing, that Pashat would be clothing for the activities if we like, if we had it is binding us on this. I, I hope that we could, I could be Messiah them to give a seriousness to all the different activities of somebody in the life of service of Hashem, that all the activities. I think you could see it from a 10th grader. It drives it home deeply to me. It becomes like meaningful, those activities. I think you could see it studying the parishes of the Torah. Let's get the second scene.